Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon This Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. You still rock bottom at the bus stop, bitch. Squidward's no- nose up in your hoe. Dick in her sandy cheeks, she touch her toes. Leaning like the pow- tower of pizza, mmm. Eating my crusty crab pizza, mmm. I fuck your bitch, I don't need her. Someone get Patrick a t-shirt, mmm. Okay, now Austin, give credit where yes. credit is due. Yes, that was my really horrible, dramatic reading of the lyrics of Squidward's Nose by KG Smokey. Yes, and don't worry, listeners, we have reached out and we are trying to get him on the podcast as we speak, so we'll make it a live performance for y'all real soon. Kind of like the Post Malone, Katy Perry thing, we're going to work it out. Right, Austin? Yeah, we got Katy Perry and Post Malone on this podcast last episode. If you missed it, go back. Download it a second time. They gave us five stars and so should you. Yeah. Yep. And we're here with our other co-host, Alex. Well, I'm not KG Smokey, but I hope that I'll be a good alternative in the meantime. Oh my gosh, I thought you were about to bust out there. I thought you were going to be like, I'm not KG Smokey, but I ain't No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, heck yeah. You know, Woo. I will... I thought you were going to freestyle. There we go. I will say that I'm glad we're doing this like part two, the second recording iteration, because the first time Austin was like, no, I'm not singing those lyrics. And this time he just busts out random went for it 100 percent. so i'm i'm glad we had some audio issues as we do on this podcast as you all know by now and we'll have them again <laughs> probably with the next 20 minutes yeah this probably probably gonna, it's almost a guaranteed you know yeah it's a guarantee i don't know y'all i think i look cute with my hair like this i'm gonna do it all the time bald what bald no bald i got sweeping bangs i see it don't compliment me too fast guys <laughs> The problem with going bald is that you don't know how your head is going to look until you're bald, and then by that point, there's nothing you can do. Did you see Kanye recently? Oh, sorry. His name is Yeah, I'm about to say, get it right, please. It's ye. Yay. I saw he was, like, wearing a freaky mask and meeting with Michael Cohen, so I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, that was one thing he did. The other thing he did was he had a really close shave, but it was, like, left triangle markings all over his head of hair. And he has a very, he has a bumpy head, so it, it doesn't look very good on him. Sorry. Yay. Okay, but did you hear his last <laughs> album? I've not listened to it yet. It was fire. I've not listened to it yet. I've avoided it so far somehow. We can say he does make pretty good music. Yes. He does. Austin, you listen to it? What? You listen to his music? It's it's Kanye West. Oh, excuse me. The artist formerly known as Kanye West. Thank it's pretty you. inescapable. Oh, well, I've escaped it so far. I don't. You escaped every Kanye album that's ever come out? Yes. No, you have not. I live under a rock. I don't know. I couldn't tell you his songs. If you paid me money, I couldn't tell you. I forgot you're Patrick Starr. You've had to have listened to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I have not. That's probably one of the best rap (laughs) albums probably ever made that didn't get its credit because, you know, the Taylor Swift thing. But I guess I know what my homework assignment is. Yep. 
Welcome to Kanye Cast. Yep, welcome to Kanye. Welcome to the Yee Cast. <laughs> okay, I think it's Yay, like Kanye, right? I thought it was, I thought it was Yee. Cause Is like it Yee? Yeezy or whatever. No, he said, yeah, okay, he says Yeezy. I was saying Yee, and then Kelsey corrected me and said it's Yay. And I'm like, oh, okay, you must be right. Audience, let yee, us know. Yay. Is it Yee or Yay? <laughs> This is the gold dress, blue dress shit all over again. We've already talked about that on this podcast. I know, exactly. <laughs> it had to be Yee, because I think it, like, it's I think Yeezy, it's and then it's Yeezy. Okay. All right, we're doing research. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Is it that important? <laughs> it is, because we need filler, because we haven't done anything in the past two days since we last recorded. So. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it only has been two days. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I... My work life has been pretty crazy in the past two days, actually, so that's something. Do you want to share it? While Austin is finding out about Kanye, um, sure, I'll go ahead and share. I know All this right. is not interesting, Do you but... Mean to pro- you mean to prop it up first? Sure. All right. Go ahead. Now we're going to move into our week talk segment, and we spell it W-E-A-K because we usually don't have much to say. <laughs> and we're going to start off with Alex because apparently she does have a lot to say. I don't know. I don't know who wants to hear this real life stuff. People come and listen to podcasts to escape their real life, not listen to... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's ta- other people talking about their problems, maybe an escape for some people. I don't know. Um, oh, Austin's hand is raised. Yes, Austin. I call on you. This is from HITC.com. Kanye West's new name has left some fans baffled when it comes to pronunciation. While some fans thought the name might be pr- spoken as Ye, like Yeezy, Reports say that the name is pronounced Ye, like Kanye. I think he can go either way. Has he said it himself? Until he says it himself, we're just left in I the dark. I don't know. Okay. It just says reports. It's Schrodinger's Con- Kanye West. I don't know. All right. We're left in the dark. <coughs> what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> I'm joking. Oh, my God. Stop. <coughs> I can't help it. <coughs> oh, my God. I'm choking on nothing. It's a ghost. The ghost of Kanye West in my... Oh, God, no, oh, gross. No. Oh, no. <laughs> you said ye three no. times. Candyman, Candyman, can- okay. <laughs> you gotta say that five times. No. I have a mirror literally, like, right across from me. I'm not saying that five times. <laughs> Do Bloody Mary. It is Halloween time. We could watch that. What kind of drink do you like that comes with tomato juice? Isn't there only, like, one? Yeah, say it three times. <laughs> Uh, you can't trick me that easy. Damn. Anyway, do we even want to hear this? I don't know. This isn't really interesting. Is but this, What is this? What, what are we talking about? Work drama. Oh, no, we don't want to listen to that because we don't want Alex to get fired. I'm not going to say anything specific. Okay. But, I mean, basically it's just been... Ugh, I was late two times, two days in a row because of the traffic in our um, surrounding area trying to get down to my office. It was awful. Please, people, be safe out there when you drive because there's just too many accidents. There's too many accidents. And it's just been crazy. We've got a lot of stuff going on at work. So I've stayed to like after 530 pretty much like both days and haven't gotten home until like seven. So can I ask you something about that? Yes. Okay. Now, do they give you overtime or do they give you comp time? Neither. (laughs) <laughs> so I take it you are salaried. Well, technically, I can get time and a half. I don't get, like, extra money on the paycheck, but it would be, like, extra leave time. But we're not allowed to clock over 40 hours without a good reason, so I would just, like, shave it off some other day. 
So if I worked like nine hours or eight and a half hours one day, it would come off of another day. Oh, okay, so you kind of get like uncalculated comp time. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's so confusing. I know. That's it's some just, It stuff. is what it is. <laughs> I mean, that it sounds like a pleasant is. work environment, and we should all be very privileged that that exists. It could be worse. Could so. be. Could be worse. What about you, Austin? Um, I drank some sour milk just a little while ago. I pulled an Alex. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> My stomach feel, still feels upset about it. Did you not smell it? I did smell it. It, it smelled fine, and it didn't expire for three more days. That's Smells why it caught me so off guard. Smells can be deceiving. Don't I ever trust that. it. It's just, it's a gamble. Every time you put anything in, in your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> oh, hey. Be it milk or the ghost of Kanye West. Yep. You're going to wind up choking. Oh, I'm so sorry for you, Austin. At least it happens. you're not going to like barf because I barfed and that was awful. I took Tums and that appeared to help. Good. Get some Pepto. See, I, w- I did not take Tums and that was probably my own mistake. Yeah, I can't remember that. I don't think I've ever drank sour milk before. Definitely have had food poisoning, but that was Subway's fault. Oh, that's not surprising. No, it's not at all. I oh, think we're it- going we're gonna to name drop Subway. Okay. Uh, I love Subway. <laughs> I wish Subway would give us money for a sponsorship, but <laughs> it's Subway. also not a surprise. Subway fresh, like Subway, get it from, you know, the restaurant is okay. I've had it catered, I think, twice, and each time I've gotten Ooh. sick. So, Mm-mm. but that may, and it may not have been their fault. Like, I think mayonnaise was on the sandwiches and they were left out for a long time. Oh. And I don't know if they put it on or if somebody at the venue put it on. So, I don't know. I, I got sick twice. Is is Subway your favorite sub place? Because I feel like there's so many other good sub places that are better. They got it. I like their breakfast subs. I like that it's cheap. It's cheap. Is it relatively? They're not relatively. five. They don't have the five dollar footlongs anymore. It's not five dollars. I actually just watched a video about why the five dollar footlong promotion was an utter failure. Is it? Was it really? I thought it was yeah. pretty catchy. It was a good jingle. That's true. $5. Why was it a failure? Michael Phelps. I don't know. Michael it was Michael Phelps. Phelps. God damn him. <laughs> yep. Swam them into the debt. We're going to not mention Jared. Moving on. I was about to say. I, I was, was going to say, say they have questionable representatives. But the greatest comeback on. ever was is the fact that Subway is still around after that happened. Mm. And a lot of think of anywhere else that could have ruined them, you know. Shout out to Jersey Mike's. I feel like Jersey Mike's is much better. So Jersey Mike's go there, not Subway. <laughs> is that their, their uh, slogan? Yeah, um, also Jersey Mike's pay us for advertising for you. Thank you. (laughs) Gosh, I love talking about Pokemon eating a delicious Jersey Mike sub. Mm. Yeah. And their nice Cape Cod chips as a side. What about you, Austin? I'm going to get us back on topic because we said we weren't going to have a very long intro and yet we're already many minutes in. (laughs) Jacob, how was your week? I have not done anything. This reason I'll just keep going on about the Jersey Mike. All right, great. Great. Okay. We can move on to Pokemon if we want. All right. I'm queuing up the transition music right now.
I guess we can go ahead and get into our episodes for this week because we are starting season two. Woo woo woo! Yay! Season two! Hooray! Yay. Season two! God, the enthusiasm is palpable. New season, just like the old season. Yep, nothing's really changed. And our episodes for this week are Princess versus Princess and the Perfect Hero. And I've got the randomizer right here to see who takes which role. Oh, God. <laughs> and Alex, you are the first name, so you'll be the 32nd summary challenges. Oh, no. And then Austin, you have Princess versus Princess. Then I get the perfect hero. At least I got the better episode. Yeah, you did. You you really did. Alex, are you ready to kick us off with our 32nd summary challenge where you have 30 seconds to summarize the episode? I'm not ready, but let's see what happens. Alrighty, three, two, one, go. Okay, so in this episode, it's Princess Festival Day or something where all the shops and everything is free for girls and screw all the guys because they don't get anything for free. Um, Jesse and Misty start to compete for the Queen of the Princess Festival contest where they can win Pokemon dolls and... Um, become the queen of the festival they have a battle they end up being the finalists both of them and surprise surprise misty wins last minute and gets the dolls hooray yay that was fucking terrible don't lie to me (laughs) that was a lot going on this episode though Mm. austin quick question before we begin talking about princess versus princess was this episode Mm -hmm. banned or what happened here i had a really hard time finding this episode you did yes it's on pokemon.com Okay. Yeah, that's free. Okay. Pokemon.com. We're sponsored by Pokemon.com. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> Jig, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say maybe you had trouble finding this one because it's all out of order. And so the various not on the up and up websites you're using for streaming are not necessarily the most ordered of lists that, to choose from. That probably So is. maybe that's why you had trouble. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Like we've mentioned many times before, this episode was delayed. Poor Yawn. Todd Snap. Horrible things happened. Anyway, this episode was actually delayed because originally it was going to air in Japan concurrently with the holiday it represents, but I guess they just pushed it back to some later date. This holiday, according to Wikipedia, is called Hina Matsuri, also called Doll's Day or Girl's Day. It is a religious day in Japan celebrated on March 3rd of each year. Platforms covered with a red carpet material are used to display a set of ornamental dolls representing the emperor, empress, attendants, and musicians in traditional court dress of the Heian period. Do y'all know how to say that? I could not say it correctly, so I'm not going to try. Sounded pretty good. H-E-I-A-N? I don't know. Of some period. Heian? Now, I didn't read anything other than the first paragraph from Wikipedia. I don't know if restaurants and department stores have all women get free stuff sales happening. I doubt it. Like, literally at one point, they go to eat a bunch of food, and Missy's like, I eat free. And she has, like, several meals in front of her while the boys have to drink orange juice. <laughs> I can't imagine that's the case. I could see it. I think, it, like, especially if it's a local... It depends how localized it is, I think. Maybe necessarily they would have free food, but maybe the people would cook up food and then present it to the women, maybe in that sort of fashion. Like free samples? Yeah, kind of like that. Like, they went around and they grabbed a bunch of free samples and went to a table. Yeah, kind of like that thing. And the women get for free. Maybe the men have to pay. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, there were some big sales. It was like, what, 50 to 90% off? 
Yeah. 75 to 90% off sale. Like, damn. And Jesse got it all for free. So. Wait, how does she do that? She mentions it about the tab. Ah, I see. We'll get into that. Okay, so the the dub narrator announces that today is Princess Festival Day, apparently. It's the one day of the year where the girls have complete control over the boys, and that results in boyfriends and husbands and male friends and Ashenbrock and Pikachu and James and Meowth having to carry the girls' shit everywhere, because as we know, women are shopping crazed, and nothing can stop them, because they're scary beans that are (laughs) selfish and... (laughs) I feel like I should stop you. I feel like I'm like obligated to say something and defend my like I agree, but that's what the episode tells us. <laughs> this was just a lot. Okay, you know what? You don't have to be male or female or whatever to enjoy shopping. Yes. What I was thinking was, oh, so this is Black Friday, essentially. For women. <laughs> but like with a weird like gender dynamics layer added on top of it as a ha ha bitches be crazy kind of deal is it only women's stuff that's on sale or is like is it widespread it, it seemed to be why is it all okay i'm really seeing a trend in these like early pokemon episodes and i don't understand it is it just like a sign of the times or something like people were just more apt to say whatever they think of that just comes out of their mouth like there's been so many instances and i know we've had so many discussions about like how misty and misty especially is treated and jesse to some extent like there's just been so many examples (laughs) it's absurd at least they're happy here like some of the stuff that's been said has been mean to them they look kind of happy here at least you know they got all the sales and all the food well, consumerism is the key to happiness, as we know. Yeah, material, be materialistic. There's just, yes. like, subtle sexism all throughout this episode. I would call this unsubtle sexism. Okay, true. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. As, as much as I enjoyed an episode entirely focused on Misty and Jesse, I could have done without some of the dressing of it. Yeah. By which I mean some of the some of the stereotypes presented by this episode. How about that? Like girls liking dolls and loving sales and... This stuff like that. Yeah, that we're just gonna make you boys carry all our crap and act like servants. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's part two. Anyway, Austin, please <laughs> move us along. As we said, the, the business model of this largely makes zero sense, but we just get some shopping wackadoo stuff happening until we get the classic scene that happens in all sorts of different things where Misty and Jesse both want the same floral print dress kimono i don't know what it was they wanted uh, fabric or something yeah some kind of fabric they grab it out of the bargain bin and they start wrestling for it until some other lady comes by and takes it from them misty and jesse are all up on each other because women have to be in competition with each other as we know hmm. another stereotype uh at this point we are told that there is going to be a contest a i have it written down the queen of the princess festival contest in which anyone who wants to compete, who identifies as female, I guess, can compete for a doll set, a Pokemon-themed doll set, and a chance to meet with a famous Italian celebrity, Fiorella Cappuccino. Perfect name. Austin, before we talk about Fiorello Cappuccino in any detail, you forgot a major thing that happens before we I get into- did. Thank a you major for catching thing. me. Oh, Thank you yes. for catching me. We finally get to see someone. 
we get to see the thing that happened inexplicably a few episodes ago. Yeah, almost six episodes ago. Yep. I completely did not write any <laughs> notes about that. So Alex, feel free to take the lead. <laughs> not to backtrack too much, but as they're going on these shopping sprees, it cuts back and forth to like Misty and her shopping spree and Jesse and her shopping spree. And Jesse goes and buys a bunch of stuff. And James and Meowth are like, oh, you were so nice. Which, to my earlier... Well, I want to back up a little bit because you mentioned this, a little, Austin, earlier about Misty having this, like, smorgasbord of food in front of her. And Brock and Ash just have juice. And she's like, oh, aren't you guys going to eat anything? And they're like, well, no, it wasn't free for us. And she's like, oops, I forgot. And then she keeps stuffing her face. That was on purpose. I'm like, okay, that's rude. These are your friends. Brock cooks for you, presumably, like, all the time, and you can't even share your food. Okay, whatever. They had a sign in the back that said no plate sharing. <sighs> like, they would know. <laughs> even though Brock actually does eat some of the food on yeah. his plate later when he gets rejected by a waitress. Oh, does he really? Yeah, it was oh really quick. <laughs> the nerve of him to ask a woman out on Princess Day. I know. She gave him a good rejection, though. She did. I was actually like, oh, that's pr- <laughs> that was a very proper way to handle that. Didn't she tell him to grow up and come back when he's older or something? Yeah. She gave him, like, the most condescending... Do you, do you guys mind if I say the quote? No, go ahead. Oh, that is so cute. When you grow up big and strong, you'll be able to meet a nice girl. Aw. Oh, see, that was I mean, proper. that wasn't the worst... Yeah, that wasn't the worst rejection he's ever gotten. But no, I thought Jesse... I was, I was about to give some points in the Jesse column because she buys a lot of gifts. And I thought she was going to be the opposite of Misty and share her gifts with Meowth and James but apparently they're for Giovanni instead and she's going to give them the gifts to appease Giovanni for them not catching Pikachu and always messing up but as this is happening we get our star of the show who appears for the well sort of first time Lickitung hooray yay Lickitung's finally here even though he already was here sort of yeah (laughs) appearing in the flesh for the first time And this thing is ridiculous. It just pops out of the bushes and starts eating everything. It's, it, yeah, it's so absurd. So, sorry, Austin. I just wanted to cut in and add that because we got the Excellent. lick of tongue. I appreciate you doing so because I completely skipped over that. <laughs> My favorite bit of the whole Team Rocket situation is, I mean, Jesse appear, appears to have buyed like a, like multiple trays of smoked meats for Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't enjoy that? I know. It makes perfect sense for why Lick of Tongue would come up and you know, eat all of them. Then Lickitung tries to eat all of Jesse's clothes and spits it out to Jesse's horror. But I noticed Jesse was saying, charge this to the Team Rocket credit card or credit account or something like that. Yep. Yeah, she said, put it all on the, on the tab. Team Rocket card. <laughs> well, like, Team Rocket has a, a tab. They have a running tab. accessible tab yeah. I... and a criminal organization. It's a company card. Oh my God. But that's such a good point because those gifts are for Giovanni, so she's basically making him pay for his own shit. Yes. <laughs> yep. And oh, he does God, and apparently he hasn't noticed the like he must be loaded. He's like Tommy was so loaded. Like he just doesn't <laughs> he can't even like notice this money's gone. Cause imagine all they've super vacuum cleaners, the robots. It's just like pocket change to this guy. That's truly amazing. Who is approving these invoices is my question. Like, if you have a corporate card, it's got to go through accounts, like, payable or whatever. Like, who is approving this? <laughs> I know. That's just crazy. He's just seeing this transaction. Oh, whatever. It's only a million dollars. We got it. 
Oh my god. Okay. So if anything, buying all those meats for Giovanni was not a big deal. It was nothing for him. Yeah. With his own money. To be fair, in Jesse's defense, I feel like I have to jump in here. She, everything was like ninety percent off. So That's true. maybe it was really was like pocket change. So. Yep. I lost my place. Where am I? We've oh. got lick a tongue, and we're about to yes. do some more stuff. Jesse angrily catches lick a tongue in a ball after it beats up Arbok, and she's Aww. like, "I'll deal with this thing later." Poor Arbok. Ugh. Um, Arbok actually had a pretty good showing this episode for the most well, part. Well, I have, yeah, I wrote some stuff down about ooh, Arbok, so let's keep going. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they announced the Queen of the Princess Festival contest. Oh wait, I have one other thing. Okay, to say. okay, let's keep it going. Keep it going. What's going I'm on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was I was reading down my my list as you were going. I wanted to point out that this one part reminded me when they're um, getting into it, Jesse and Misty, and they're fighting over that like fabric thing that they were fighting about. I thought of our earlier conversation and you specifically, Austin, because. I felt like Jesse was channeling her inner Austin because she was what? critiquing. She was critiquing Misty's bad fashion sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> and we talked about this early on. God, that was episode like six or something of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I was like defending Misty and her crop top and her suspenders or whatever. And you were like, that's fucking awful. This isn't good in any world. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But now I feel like. Maybe I can understand your point. <laughs> Have you come all the way around? What caused that to shift? I don't know. I was just thinking like, okay, well, even if in-universe characters are critiquing Misty's outfit, maybe there's something to that. But I was like, it just reminded me of our earlier conversation. <laughs> we never talked about the fact that Jesse and James are wearing their own Team Rocket uniforms, like, in public places. Yeah. Like, just going everywhere. They're not scared at all. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Team Rocket credit account that you anyone can access at any department store, so it's not a big deal. Except it everywhere. Now, are we ready for the contest? Yes, I... Excuse me. Yes, I should sorry. not say contest. That's nope. not... That has a specific terminology in the Pokemon world. Pageant. Pageant. The pageant. The queen okay. pageant. Now, yes. the, everyone enters be seemingly believing that it's like a fashion pageant. Like a beauty pageant. Yeah, a beauty pageant. They're all wearing like traditional wear. Jesse and Misty look really good. You know, I was really surprised we did not see James walk out on that stage. James respects the holiday. I guess He's he does. He's a cisgender man. But I was... Well, that's true. He did enter the, the bikini contest. Yeah, every beauty passion <laughs> that we've had before this, we've had James as a contestant, but not this one. I was very surprised to see that. Well, apparently, um, this is actually a religious holiday, so James is going to be very respectful <laughs> yeah, okay, of it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Whereas the bikini, bikini contest was just spring break right, at yep. Porta Vista. <laughs> so, <laughs> who cares? There's some lines we won't cross. That's right. I noticed that like the announcer guy who has microphones throughout the city, wherever, whatever unnamed city they're at, announces this pageant and everyone's able to enter seemingly within five minutes and get on stage and get all dressed up in those very complex oh, outfits yeah. with different hairstyles and such. I'm like, I wonder how long this took to get this all set up. But regardless, did you guys love the our actual announcer guy, the guy with the glasses? I thought he was good. Yes. He was really he was good. good. <laughs> he was a wackadoo guy. He kind of pulled off a Professor Samson Oak scenario where he made ver various Pokemon puns and turned into various Pokemon as he did so. Yes, he was good. Just like the guy from the Wacky Races episode was good. Yeah, that guy was better. Yeah, but this that guy, guy was, was better, but this guy was good too. So the announcer game is on point for the Pokemon episode so far. Remarkable. We didn't need Fiorello's like stupid 
commentary that he sort of like sporadically was interjecting. I was like, okay, we could do without you. I couldn't understand a word Cappuccino was saying. Could Could you guys? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, ciao. Yeah, yeah. He was just eye candy, that's all. (laughs) Was he modeled off anyone specifically, or is he just generic man? Generic, like, Italian. Heartthrob. He was generic, but I think the way he was acting is kind of like how celebrities act in those interviews when they're in with, like, a professional commentator or whatever. Yeah, just interjecting one-off little stupid things just to, hey, I'm here. I'm still here. You're still present. Yeah, You're here for me. Whatever. I will note that Glasses announcer guy, one of the Pokemon he turns into is Jinx. And we get to see the Pokemon princess dolls. And one of the dolls is Jinx. Jinx. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have to pause here. So you're saying the announcer guy turned into, like, he was impersonating the Pokemon. Right. Did they cut that out of certain versions? Because I don't recall that happening at all. And I watched the version on Pokemon.com, so it's entirely possible. Oh, so it is. Okay. It's like for a split second. He doesn't have a blackface situation going on, but he does have the Jinx blonde hair. Really? I must have missed that somehow. That's really strange. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we do see the Jinx doll, and it's... Yes, I did notice that. Okay. We see it, it was several the original. times. Yeah, it was the original. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into like in-depth discussions of Jinx at a later date, but... Not today. Not yeah, today. That's a, not today. That's a, while, that's a while off, I think. Not. No, it's not. Oh, it's really not? Oh. It's sooner than you think. Oh, right around the corner. Yes. I'm ready. But regardless, that kind of caught me off guard. Anyway... Someone announces that there will be a tournament, a bracket tournament happening divided into two divisions. Misty and Jesse are shocked, and they talk directly to the announcer, who's like, that's right, this is a Pokemon battle tournament, which (laughs) mystified me for many logistical reasons. Why? Because, like, how do you enter a tournament and not know it's for Pokemon battling? I feel like that you can't expect a crowd of people to enter that. I feel like that's, like, what, a false presentation of rules? I don't know. Mm -hmm. How can they be expected? I mean, they said... Okay, they said, what, up to four Pokemon? So you didn't have to have yes. four. Because I was like, well, what if you don't have four? Then You got one and you have to go. That's unfair, though. Like This is wildly unbalanced. Yeah. yeah. How do, I wonder how often this happens, this festival. Because then pe- people would have to Annually. know about it. People would have to know. March 3rd. Hmm. Well, I guess maybe Jesse and Missy were the only ones who didn't know. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe they just didn't understand the assignment. Because but... they're from out of town. Mm-hmm. Yep. Misty asked Brock and Ash, can I borrow your Pokemon? Even though she has four Pokemon, she has more than four Pokemon, but she asked them for Bulbasaur, Vulpix, and Pikachu because she wants a well-balanced type team. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alex? I have a thought about this. So, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand from the perspective of she wants the balance in her team so that she could take on a variety of, like, other trainers. But my, I don't know, I'm just being the heel, I guess, but... What's the point of being a type specialist if you're not confident in your chosen type? Like, just, you want to be a water Pokemon master, you gotta be confident using all water Pokemon in all situations. Right. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. So, I wasn't, I... Doesn't she say something like, I can't use Goldeen, or... No. Something like Mm-mm. that, or I can't use Corsi? anything. Okay. At no point do we see her use any of her Pokemon during this entire thing. That's true. I think. She uses Psyduck. At first, she says that she'll use Starmie, but later she says Staryu. Mm-hmm. So I guess even she doesn't remember which one is which. <laughs> she's not the best water type specialist. No, she's awful. I'm sorry. I like Misty. I think her character a lot, actually, in this these early seasons. 
But they did not set her up as a battler. No. She'll get better, but as we are, as it stands, her Pokemon are a total joke. Well, we, we know how, obviously, the writers are feeling about, like, women in general, considering our track record of things that have happened in this episode in its entirety. So, Misty just got done dirty. She... Yeah. She's always done dirty. I, I appreciate that later on, Misty will become more competent as a trainer. But as it is, I think using other people's Pokemon is unfair. Yeah, it is cheat. I feel like it's kind of cheating, but... It is cheating. I thought her strategy was kind of smart though like let me get one of each type that way maybe somewhere i can get an, an advantage towards one of these other trainers or having to use the other people's pokemon is there might be a specialist though i know that's right exactly yeah i thought like that was weird part of it but i thought her overall strategy was good just she's a specialist but whatever see we could have gotten some good like golding and horsey moments in this episode which has never happened no that would require effort and they're not gonna put in the effort <laughs> that's true they just had the drawings already ready for these pokemon they're just like we'll just put them in you know what misty's whole strategy reminded me of like how i guess a typical like young kid would play the game like you know you pick the coolest or strongest pokemon and then you just like pick the power move like use flamethrower use like thunderbolt like you're not there's no strategy to it you're just picking the stronger Pokemon, like, type-wise, and then the strongest move of that Pokemon. Like, that was all that was happening here. That's what I do when I play the video games in 2021. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean you don't use, like, strategy. Leer or Tail Whip or anything like that? Not yet. I, oh, I don't. God. As we've mentioned before, I don't think any of us compete competitively. No, we don't. I, I just get to the end of the game, and I'm like, and I'm done. Yep. How fast can I get there? <laughs> exactly. So the tournament is on. Misty and Jesse completely sweep the entire thing. There is a brief moment where Jesse tries to use Meowth as a battler. It does not work. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That whole part with her and Meowth like staring at each other and it kept like cutting back and forth and it <laughs> zoomed eyes. in closer and closer. Oh my god, it was wonderful. This is the second time this has happened in like what? five episodes or something where Meowth has this so revelation. stupid. Oh my god. It was so much set up for the punchline of Meowth getting kicked out of the ring in two seconds. Yeah, was. <laughs> That was the highlight moment for me of this. She's like, Meowth, you're not considering something. He's like, what? What is it? And it, took, it takes like a solid like minute going back and forth for him to realize oh, I'm a Pokemon too. That was fun. <laughs> Like you said, Jacob, I think this is the second time this has happened, but... Uh, well, technically, it's the first time it's happened. What? No, him realizing his, that no, he's the, also the a Pokemon. Pokemon. No, technically, this is the first time. Oh, this oh! This was before oh, that one? Yeah. Yep. Well... Alex, did you pick up on that? Why? Because we went in the past? Yeah. Okay, Okay. we'll talk about it later. Okay, maybe okay. I missed something. I have something to ask of you two to see if you noticed. Okay. Jesse and Misty both get to the finals... My question was, is this because they're the only people in the tournament who are battlers, who are trainers, who work with Pokemon on the regular? Or was it just plot contrivance? I think anyone who has four Pokemon is considered a trainer. I mean, that's an unusual amount of Pokemon, isn't it, in this scenario? So most people have, like, your pet and... Like, one or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One person sent out Kingler, Pinsir, Raticate, and Cubone. Yeah, those aren't pets. <laughs> yeah, that was a person who had actual battlers on their hands. I think it was just purely plot because it's annual, so people know this is coming. So you think they would, if they wanted to win bad enough, they would prep and prepare. 
So Misty and Jesse getting there, obviously, was just either they're really good trainers compared to everyone else, or it's just plot. Probably plot. Arbok did really good though. Arbok did amazing. Yeah, but is this something that's actually really a popular event? Because it's it's half beauty pageant, half get to meet this like Italian movie star and win some dolls. I feel like that's not for everybody. So plus, it was announced five minutes before it started. True. At the mall. That is true. This is like a pop up event. Pay me fifty dollars and I'll make you a star. <laughs> yeah. To your other point, Arbok did really do well, and went, which is kind of a surprise because. I did write this down. I said, why are Arbok and Weezing so good all of a sudden? They're they're incompetent, you know, 100% of the time, except for now, somehow. I don't... Well, the moment they go against Pikachu with Misty commanding Pikachu, they lose. So it's the P- it's Pikachu, then. He's our kryptonite. Okay. Meowth also has to suffer against Pikachu for a moment. <laughs> and at this point, Meowth has a dramatic moment where he reminds Jesse that she just caught a new Pokemon. She's like, oh yeah, Lickitung is released. Misty and the Twerps react in utter shock that Team Rocket has another Pokemon. And Lickitung kicks Pikachu's ass. And everyone else. It licks. Well, I'm not even going to go. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> then he, then Lickitung is very impressively able to hold Bulbasaur's vines with his tongue. And then loop around and lick Bulbasaur in the face while doing so. So that was very impressive. <laughs> I skipped the Vulpix part. I don't remember that part. It just licked it licked in the it. face. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Gene yeah. Simmons did. Then Misty's going to send out Staryu, but nope, it's Psyduck. There's some more licking happening on stage for everyone to watch. Oh my Cappuccino God. An- <laughs> Cappuccino <laughs> some announces. Some freaks out there. <laughs> some guys just in the corner sweating, watching. <laughs> this is the rated R Pokemon episode. You see the, you see the janitor in the background just rubbing his Ew. mouth handle up and down, <laughs> watching them Pokemon get licked. We are rated E for explicit. I can say these things. This is true. Jacob does warn at the beginning. God. Lickitung is an unfortunate Pokemon. Okay. Do y'all remember the Lickitung in the Detective Pikachu movie? No. Oh. oh it was yes. nasty. Yeah, it was all grimy and, uh, yeah. Lickitung, I don't know. It's very strange, but I like it in the fact that it evolves into Licky Licky, and we can't forget Baron Licky Licky. Which is like one of my all-time favorite things. Save it for movie ten. Okay. We're not even at movie one yet. <laughs> Jacob, did you have a thought? No, no, I was just saying "Licky Licky." That's a song. Oh please! Oh God, no! Is it? <laughs> yeah, sing it for us. Can I get a little uh uh Licky Licky? <laughs> That's all. I is know. This, is this a reference to Licky Licky the Pokemon? I, no, 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 this is before. This is okay. before this time. Okay. <laughs> I think Licky Licky is a reference to that song. Oh. oh. There we go. I like the way I like that sound. That sounds a lot cooler. We're going to play that the Licky Licky song as our outro to this okay, episode. Cool. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's our blooper outro song. Lori, we need to have an entire blooper episode. That would be like several days long, I feel like, with all the shit that we do off off the air. That'd be several hours of, of all the uhs, ums, errs that I cut out. I would really like to know how much, like, either A, dead air that has been cut out, B, like, the flubs that we say, and all the times we had to re-record. I wonder how many hours that would add up to. Yes, believe it or not, audience, this is, the what you're hearing now is what made the cut. All of our (laughs) weird flubs and going back and forth and misspeaking. This is the top quality tier content. That's right. This is the content you want to lick. 
Oh my god. Yeah, our secret's out now. We don't actually, we're not professional, like, radio people that do it perfect on the first try. Oh my god, really? Really? I know, it's shocking. We may lose some fans of that confession. I know. Sorry, I had to say it. Remember that one episode where Alex's audio didn't record, and so it's just occasionally you hear Alex go, while Jacob and I are laughing at nothing? (laughs) Or that one episode where you explained the entire Rocky franchise and had to be cut out. Yeah, cut the entire thing. It was like 20 minutes of Rocky that had to be cut. And it was a great recap, too. It really was. It should be a YouTube video. We should make a YouTube video of the Rocky series of that. That's our next podcast. Out of the the freezer. Oh. I don't know. The Italian Stallion. <laughs> Did you know that there was that? No, I'm not even going to talk about that. All right. What happens to What? Now you have no, to no, say no. it. <laughs> okay, so Sylvester Stallone recorded a softcore porno. Yes, he did. Oh. Yes, and then after Rocky 1 was released to great critical acclaim and financial success, they re-released the softcore porno and named it Italian Stallion. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I like how you both are just like, yep, that happened. Like, it's common knowledge. Yep, yep. That's how we got the money for Rocky. Okay, then. Jacob, what would your softcore porno be called? Licky Licky. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Speaking of licking. Oh, Jesus. Lickitung has licked Psyduck into a headache, which allows Psyduck to access his psychic powers because he's the Jean Grey of Pokemon. <laughs> and he defeats Team Rocket in Lickitung. And Misty is the victor. Hooray, Misty. Yay, Misty. Misty wins all of the Pokemon dolls, including the unfortunate Jinx one. And she immediately ships it off to return it to Cerulean City. We forgot to get into the backstory of the whole reason Misty was so motivated to win these dolls was not because she wanted to meet Mr. Cappuccino. It was because she wants to get these dolls because she only ever had hand-me-downs from her older sisters and she wanted her own special set. She mails it off to the Cerulean Gym to Ash's surprise. I don't understand the logic here because her whole, like you just said, her whole motivation was to have something of her own that her sisters mm-hmm. wouldn't have or use or whatever. Then her entire thing at the end is, I'm going to rub it in their faces and send them some dolls. So presumably... I don't know. It seems to me that her sisters are the vindictive type and that they would just somehow destroy the dolls before Misty could enjoy them. Um, I could be (laughs) wrong, but the fact that her motivation was selfish, she's like, I'm just going to win so I can rub it in their faces, is so childish. Bratty. It was pretty relatable when she was like, I didn't want to have hand-me-downs. I wanted to have my own set. And she finally was able to do so through her own actions yeah but then she doesn't even use them she just puts them in a box immediately well aren't they for display purposes what's she gonna do with them carry them around brag about them carry around show them off to each person she meets (laughs) i want these i think it makes sense that she sends it home and like presumably like puts it in her bedroom at home or something i hope she used fedex who's doing that for her the sisters didn't even touch it they're like oh it's from misty let's just leave it alone put it in the pool yeah they probably just like left it in the rain yeah (laughs) it's probably still sitting on the front porch (laughs) Just getting rained on and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust them. Misty checks her ring doorbell camera and it's just still sitting there like a month later. Yeah, I wouldn't trust any of them to take care of those nicely, so. Oh, Misty. The sad thing is Jessie wanted the dolls as well because when she grew up, she couldn't have any at all. Not even any hand-me-downs because she grew up in the foster care system. Poor Jessie. Poor Jessie. I was definitely on Jessie's side on this. 
Yeah. She didn't do anything irrational. At one point, Meowth and James become mob bosses and offer to take Misty out. Yeah, he had a Godfather gun. Godfather style. There's multiple guns. <laughs> and Jesse's like, no, I'm going to win this fairly. And I'm like, Jesse was all on the side of goodness on this episode. And she still loses. We can't have Team Rocket ever win. They don't ever know. get a W. But we get a bittersweet ending where James and Meowth Aww. and all the Team Rocket Pokemon dress up like the dolls. Oh, that was so sweet. That was a I good ending. That. It shows their camaraderie. Yeah, Team Rocket was on the up and up this entire time, other than James and Meowth offering to off Misty. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was their yeah. Look, James and Meowth are Jesse's ride or die bitches. Like they'll do whatever, <laughs> whenever. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, now any final thoughts? Because I have one. Go for okay, it. Okay, what was the thing? What was the thing you were gonna ask yes. us? There was a missing component in this episode what was the missing can we have context can we guess okay a certain character did not appear a certain character did not appear is this a character that frequently appears and it didn't yes. appear yes professor oak jacob who professor oak professor oak who'd you say alex I, i'm still thinking todd snap a character that frequently appears that jenny appear not jenny nurse joy not joy well, we don't have Wobbuffet yet, so... Not Wobbuffet. Well, Meowth was there. Arbok and Weezing were there. Are we th- we're thinking of a from the episode that Meowth battled Ash's Pokemon, that episode. Was there a Pokemon missing that normally appears? Pikachu was there. Brock and Misty were Victory there. Victory Bell? No, Victory not Victory Bell. Bell. Just tell us. Okay. Just tell us. <laughs> okay. It was Togepi. Oh! oh! Dang, you're right. Oh my god. Togepi was not alive yet. It was AWOL. Okay. Oh god, you're right. Oh my god, okay. It's so funny that like all of a sudden like Togepi appeared for the first time and like completely now is a background object. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that far fetched to think it was just like sleeping in her backpack or something off screen. I didn't miss it, so Yeah. Yep. Whatever. That just shows Togepi's <laughs> relevance. I'm pretty sure the far-fetched episode where Jesse says she has a Lickitung was before Togepi hatched. Okay, That's super Gosh, weird. This whole like okay. lining the episode line up here is just connecting the dots. Austin, thank you so much. This is why we love to have you tell us these little things because I don't think we would have picked up on that. I certainly no, didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't even pay attention. I'll just say at the start of the next episode we're going to discuss, the first shot is Misty Misty holding Togepi in her arms and Togepi, like, doing a little baby thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Togepi wasn't in the previous episode. Oh, okay. Wow. That that was a giveaway. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Are you guys ready to move on to our LVP and MVP and our quote for this episode? Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Yep. This is where we pick our least valuable player and our most valuable player and a quote that had the most impact on us. And remember the rules... Only each character can be used once, and the randomizer has spoken, and it is Alex, myself, and then Austin. Okay, let's see. I'll start with the quote. This is when Lickitung first appears, and it's eating up everything in sight, and Jessie is panicking over this. She's like, oh no, all my you know gifts are being eaten. And she yells at it. She says, no, those are original copies of genuine designer fakes. Damn when yeah. he's eating the 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 clothing, I was like, "Oh my god!" That was so funny. I loved that. That was a grown up joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's see, MVP. 
I have to give it to James and Miel just for what they did at the end. That was a complete awe moment that they they care so much about each other that they go out of their way and do something like that for her. Make her dream possible. LVP, I'm going to give it to Misty's deadbeat parents. Oh, wow. Absolutely, <laughs> she may or may not be dead. <laughs> they absolutely neglected her. And I'm like, okay, you have four daughters. You have the money and means to provide for all three older ones. But your fourth one, you can't even be bothered to buy her at least one new thing for herself. I mean, I'm just, that's bad parenting. Bad parents. So Super bad gotta give it to them all right i guess that makes it my turn and i guess i too will start with my quote and this is when jesse finds out there's all these cells and she says hey i'm going to give my credit cards a good workout <laughs> damn you both those are two quotes <laughs> sorry jesse had some really good lines this episode yeah the confusing She's part great. about that was they're not really her credit cards she might have her own personal cards she might have maxed out her team rocket charge yeah. card <laughs> i like to imagine that it's like a black credit card with a red r on it in the middle oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> credit limit two million all right and then my my mvp was psyduck because once again mm. he, he pulls through and misty needs it most and i think he's is he undefeated at this point no he abandoned when bulbasaur was tickling him okay okay well he jumped ship almost undefeated it took tickling to beat him mm-hmm and then my LVP was the cappuccino guy. Filio, Fiorello. 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 Cappuccino. That guy. Cause he didn't even do anything. How can he be the LVP? That's my point. He's the LVP. He was kind of just there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we didn't even get to see Misty meet him. She didn't care about him. He was just there. It was weird that he was there. Jacob, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be questioning your choice. It's it's uh, completely a viable choice. No, Alice, we got to get the banter going. We need oh, okay. exchanges. What was he? Was he a movie star or an That's, actor? I don't even know what he is. That's He was so irrelevant. A model? Ash said, they saw him on a billboard and Ash said a movie. Okay. It was an ad for a movie that his face was on. Okay. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Fair enough. My go? Go for it. My quote, I'll be, it was my last resort, Jesse quote. <laughs> it was the announcer during Missy and Jesse's battle says, Jesse's Arbok may have the advantage. Jesse screams at him and says, may have. And the announcer says, Jesse does have the advantage. <laughs> that was pretty good. My MVP, I'll give it to Jesse. I considered Lickitung, but, you know, Jesse gets sympathy points. My LVP will be Misty mm-hmm. for not having the confidence in her own Pokemon and their abilities to enter them into a contest. You can't say contest. Oh, sorry, in the pageant. In the tournament. <laughs> tournament, yeah. That's that's a sign of some neglectful Pokemon training, I think. Yeah, and the fact that she abuses Psyduck unless it does something good or that she wants it to do. And then she's all about Psyduck. But how is that? That's not sending a good message to the young, impressionable children out there who may have pets. It's like, oh, the pet does something cute that you want it to do and you like it then or something. But if it does anything bad, well, not like bad. Because animals don't do bad things, but... Oh. Well, not, like... You know what I mean. You say this as I hear... I hear the dogs running on the roof on top of me, and I swear to God, Bully's trying to knock over the trash cans to get into them and eat them. (laughs) But who's responsible? You have to teach them the right thing to do. Okay, you teach him to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't... Okay, fair enough, but you don't... 
you don't teach an animal to do the desirable thing by smacking it around like Missy does to Sada. I mean, she physically punches it and abuses it and like verbally says horrible things. It's just like, that's not how you get a beloved pet to learn the right thing to do. So, sorry, that's my like <laughs> self-righteous PSA of the day. <laughs> yeah, Misty, be better. Yeah, be better. Oh, I'll, I'd like to formally apologize for my sarcastic comments critiquing the gender politics of this episode. That was not my <laughs> genuine thoughts or beliefs, and I apologize for, for parroting them without making clear my intentions. It's it's all it's all parody. Everything we do is parody. Yeah, we're talking about a children's show, so you know, don't take us seriously. Yeah, we're not doing anything serious with this. I am critiquing the messaging given out by the children's show. How about that? There we go. I say there that. You go. I say that as I just critique the messaging, so I'll, I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Remember when Ash ran into the burning building? God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess that episode's wrapped up. You guys ready to move on to the perfect hero? Can we not? We don't, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just going to read my notes. We're going to highlight some points, and then okay. we'll be good to All go. Dark. Okay. Get through it. That's right. Alex, are you ready for the 30-second summary challenge for this episode? Why do I have to do this again? Because your name Ugh. was selected. Three, two, one, go. Oh my god. Okay, so apparently they're still trying to go to Cinnabar Island. They haven't gotten there yet. Um, they come across a bunch of like banners, which means that it's Kids Day um, now and not Princess Day. So they come across a preschool where the kids are bullying this other kid named Timmy because they don't believe that a Meowth saved him from a Beedrill attack in the forest. Um, Team Rocket appears. Timmy thinks that Meowth is the Meowth that saved him. So they have to put on a show. Meowth has to pretend to be a hero. And the real Meowth appears at the end and saves the day time, from Team Rocket. Time, time. <laughs> Hooray. This was terrible. I don't know. This episode. Yeah, it was It was bad. We're just going to... You guys just want to jump right into it? Or Austin, you're Please. looking a little... Well, first, I'll, I'm going to... I looked up Children's Day. The Japanese Children's Day. Uh-huh. Okay, I got confused at first. Sorry to cut you off. I thought they said kite day or something because they look at oh. they look at kites and they're like, oh look, it's. I knew they said kids day, but they kept showing all these kites. I was like, what the heck is this? Here are the kites. Oh, okay, so that's part of it. That yes. Okay, okay. Continue with your next one. The kites are a symbol of it, I guess. Okay. A national holiday that takes place annually on May fifth and is the final celebration of Golden Week. Ah. Jacob, I don't know if you recall, but at one point you mentioned Golden Week, and I said, there's actually a Golden Week episode. Is this it? This is it! Yay! Really? Oh, I do recall you saying this. Is, this is it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, well, welcome to the Golden Week episode. The last day of Golden Week. The last day of Golden Week. It is a day set aside to respect children's personalities and to celebrate their happiness. It was designated a national holiday by the Japanese government in 1948. It has been a day of celebration in Japan since ancient times, and apparently, at one point, this was actually Boys' Day. So, when Ash and Brock mentioned that it should be oh. Boys' Day, I guess they're referencing that. Oh. In 1948, it was changed to a holiday for all children. And it also recognizes parents as well. Cool. apparently, the, fla- the Gyarados flag represents the parent, and the smaller fish are the children, I guess. Wait, let me get this straight. So Japan has a holiday, a girl's holiday, based mm-hmm. on the last episode. And then they used to have a boy's day, but then they changed it to a children's day. Yes. So they don't have a, spe- so they have a specific girl's day, but they don't have any more a specific boy's day. Not to my very limited knowledge. 
Okay. Huh. Thank you, Austin, for that tidbit. Because that answers some questions that I had about the beginning of this episode. So I guess let's go ahead and jump right in. And we're still headed to Cinnabar Island. We're going to get our seventh badge. Is that where we're at here? Seventh badge? I know. It's been so long that you can't even remember. Yeah, it's... I don't know. (laughs) We can't even remember. It's number seven. (laughs) We can't even remember. And like Austin said, it is Kids Day. And this is apparently only for strong men. So Brock and Ash immediately kick Misty to the side saying, hey, you can't handle this holiday. And I guess this was out of jealousy from Women's Day the day before at that big festival. Except it was two months before because Togepi's been bored in that time. Yeah, Togepi's there now. Yeah. You know, I just have to jump in because now after you've read that, Austin, I feel conflicted because at the beginning I was offended again. I was like, oh, Ash and Brock just jumped in and started putting Misty down about Princess Day. And they're like, you know, screw you, Misty. You know, this is Boys Day or whatever. But now, I don't know. I feel a little bit like, okay, well, if they have a Girls Day... And then they used to have a boys' day, and now they have a, just a general kids' day. I don't feel like that's very fair. Why don't they have like a guys' day? day? Boys day? I do think yeah. we need to have seventy-five to ninety percent off sales for all people of all genders. Maybe just one national sale day, like maybe after Thanksgiving. Y- yeah, yeah. And we can go to the, the <laughs> store. Oh, oh, we can go to the store. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a great idea. Who got trampled at one point? Was it Ash, Ash and, and Brock. Ash, Brock, and James? James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, back into it here in this exciting episode, we see a teacher come out, and she's kind of disgruntled because a trainer that was going to come visit the kids has canceled on her, but all of a sudden, Ash and Brock volunteer to be the trainers and let the kids play with their Pokemon. Yay! Good for Ash and Brock. Not Misty's Pokemon, though. Does she, hers. Did she say that... Did she say hers? Yeah, she she lets hers out as well. Oh, later. We see all of them except for Charizard. Huh. Which is probably a good call. Yep. That's a safe call. I'm pretty sure Charizard's been completely MIA since the Aerodactyl thing. Yes, it mm-hmm. has. Yep. So after that, we see Team Rocket up and about, and we see that Jesse is complaining because at Kids Day, she never got the day off from school, but James got this day off, and he got to eat luxurious food and got to swim in his Olympic-sized swimming pool and giving us a background that maybe we didn't see earlier, that he actually enjoyed his childhood a little bit compared to... You know, the, what is it, the Unholy Matrimony episode? Mm-hmm. Well, he was a spoiled little child. This is going to be a running gag of James's <laughs> taking his immense privilege for granted. I, I was jealous of him. I wish I got kids day off as a kid and got to swim in my Olympic size swimming pool. That's every kid's dream. I hate pools. You hate pools? Why do you hate pools? It's just water. Swimming's fun. <laughs> so you would, not, you would not have enjoyed James' childhood, let me put it that way. Well... Not with his family, no. Not with his family? Fine. Fair enough, fair enough. We can read a lot into the fact that his parents were trying to force him to marry a woman, but we're not going to. Maybe that's another tradition. I don't know. I kind of pity James a little bit. It was sort of like a gilded cage type situation. It's like, yes, he had immense privilege, but it came with a price because his parents were lunatics. Yeah, and then he died in the snow. Lonely and cold. Let's talk about every episode except for the Kids Day episode. Yeah, really. Might as well, because... There's not much going on here. Ash, they get to the school, and Ash lets all his Pokemon out, and the teacher says, hey, you kids can't be rough with them after they try to, like, bite them and scratch them and kick them and gnaw them. And the kids finally relax, and then Misty and Brock let out their Pokemon, and Brock points out that the Pokemon look relaxed with the kids all over them. I like that Pidgeotto was carrying off one kid as if it was holding a dead rabbit to eat. Did did that really happen? 
Pidgeotto was like flying around with a kid in its talons. <laughs> That's awesome. I just have to say that I think Brock's Pokemon were the cutest. Like Geodude had two kids, like one hanging off each arm and it was like floating around. And then Onyx, of course, is my favorite. The kids were like jumping all over its head and oh my god, it was so cute. Did we see any kids playing with Zubat? Poor Zubat. No. Um, I don't Aww. think we saw Zubat after the initial like release from the Pokeball. We might have scared the children. I would have gone say hi to Zubat. Zubat is so cute. He it's is. so underrated. It really is. He is. Well, we didn't see him playing with any children, and we also didn't see this one child playing with any Pokemon, and his name is Timmy, and Timmy is upset in the corner pitching a fit because guess what? His favorite Pokemon isn't there, Meowth, and we find out kind of he loves Meowth because Meowth saved him at one time. What was the story behind that? Why did... How did he save him? He was playing alone in the woods, this, like, three-year-old kid, which I don't understand that. Why? Where is his parents? Why isn't he supervised? He was playing in the woods when a Beedrill attacked and almost impaled him through the chest. Did anyone else think of uh, My Girl, the movie? With, uh... i never seen it. Colin McCollin, whatever his name is? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's me. Okay. (laughs) Why? What's What's the context with that movie? A spoiler alert for my girl, Macaulay Culkin is allergic to bees, and at one point he's out in the woods and accidentally kicks a bee's nest and gets killed by the bees. Oh, oh my god. That's like that movie, with, or not the movie, that book with those two kids, the best friends, something about grapes. Bridget Terabithia? Bridget Terabithia? No, this is about grapes. The Grapes of Wrath? No, it's not The Grapes <laughs> of Wrath. It's something about where the grapes grow or something like that, and his best friend gets stung by a bee and... Where the red fern grows? No, it's not where the red fern grows. The dogs. Grapes in the, I don't know. Grape, grapes is in the title. Look look it up. If you know the email us. Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Gilbert Grape. What's eating Gilbert? <laughs> it's not what's eating. Johnny Depp is not in this. It's a book. Okay, we'll go back. At, yeah, wait. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Team Rocket shows up to the uh, the nursery or the whatever it is, the babysitter place, and they try to perform <laughs> a... <laughs> I wrote it down. It was the the little kittle preschool, the <laughs> babysitter <laughs> place. <laughs> That's the best I got. What is it called? Oh, Jacob, the nursery, the little kittle preschool. <laughs> yeah, the kennel for kids. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh my god! Is that the title of our episode? <laughs> the, yes, the kennel for kids. That's where we're at. Oh, oh man. goodness. Ugh. Well, Team Rocket shows up, and they're both wearing these kind of, like, girl outfits, which I thought was hilarious, and kind of carried over for me from the previous episode, when I thought James was going to enter the beauty pageant. They're magicians. I think it's from the Melvin episode, actually. It is. It, maybe it is. It doesn't look that. That mm-hmm. red sort of, what is it, uni, unitard thing? Unitard? Who was wearing a unitard? James was in a pink dress. What was Jesse wearing? Jessie was all, she was like in a suit dress, I think. She had a bow tie and he had like a, like okay. a cleavage window. Going she on. had a major. Okay, can we talk about their outfits? So while we're yes. on this, <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh my god, Jessie had some major cleavage going on. And I noticed James didn't. <laughs> yeah, he they had toned no it cleavage. down. They toned yeah. it down, probably. His big <laughs> oh boobs did not go past the dress line. <laughs> I always love that they always like cross dress. It's always Jessie in like the traditionally male outfit and James in the traditionally female outfit. Icons. That's what they are. Was she was she in a dress or was it a straight up tux? I thought it was no, a tux. No, it was a tux. 
Okay, yeah. it was a tux. Tux okay. with a hat. She had pants. It was like a low cut tux. Yeah, like the she, shirt was down low. Sh- yes. And the top button was buttoned. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's the head magician, and then James is playing the part of the, uh, what is it, the associate assistant. assistant, something, magic assistant. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, in their luxurious outfits or dresses, Team Rocket makes Pikachu disappear, and they try to sneak away, but they get caught by Ash and the kids, and then the teacher comes out and yells at the children from, and makes them go inside, but before that... Coughing does smoke screen and Team Rocket runs off. Coughing? Was it coughing? Wheezing. Was it wheezing? <laughs> Did I mess it up? Oh, wheezing. My bad. <laughs> time doesn't mean anything anymore. You could be, it could be anything at any time. Togepi could be there or not. <laughs> I'm just yanking your chain, Jacob. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I put coughing in my notes. I feel, feel embarrassed about that. I should know wheezing is here now. Go to Pokemon jail. Yep, that's right. I'm going to the kennel for kids adults adults (laughs) so the the smoke screen clears and they discover that timmy is gone timmy's not there oh no anyway we flash into the woods and we see that timmy is now with team rocket but he just wants to see meowth of course so he saw that they had a meowth and just followed them out into the woods like a smart child would follow strangers out out into the woods no they put him in a box he jumped into the box himself oh did he I know, it's still dumb. This smokescreen attack was happening. Pikachu, so no, Timmy decides to jump into the smokescreen. He knocks over the box where Pikachu was being held. And as Pikachu falls out, Timmy falls in. And so when Team Rocket grabs the box, they think, oh, Pikachu's in the box. That Beedrill was trying to do us a favor. It was trying to avoid this stupid episode. Yeah, because this, <laughs> like I said, that Timmy does something stupid. And then this is where the episode just gets really, really dumb. Team Rocket actually wants the Meowth to pretend to be the, the hero Meowth. Right? And then they kind of let Timmy go, and then he comes running back to the kennel for kids, and he tries to trick him into thinking that this is the Meowth that saved me that one time. Well, he doesn't know. He's like a little kid. He thinks the Meowth is the Meowth, because apparently there's only one Meowth in the entire world, and it's the one that saved him. <laughs> I put in my notes, this is just so dumb, because Meowth was literally just with Team Rocket. I guess, Alex, that goes back to your point, that the, he necessarily didn't know that this was evil people. Anyway, this is where it just gets dumb. Anyway, Meowth runs away after they realize that he is the uh, Team Rocket Meowth, because he actually speaks at one point, and Misty catches him. He goes, all right, and then Misty's like, hey, he actually spoke. And then Team Rocket smacks him, and, and they go into battle with the twerps in the woods after... The twerps follow Meowth back into the woods after he tries to run away. And then Onyx appears? <laughs> right? I'm lost at Yes, <laughs> Onyx appears. <laughs> I kind of rushed through this last part. I, I did just too, was a- extremely. <laughs> there was a giant boulder that almost kills Timmy. Oh no, and Onyx. And that's all I know. That's it, Onyx smacks a rock. Oh wait, I think Arbok... Okay, they do the wheezing smokescreen, I believe. And then Arbok burrows... Through the ground, jumps out the side of the cliff face. Onyx is a bigger snake, so he smacks Arbok to the side. It was really brutal. And I think that dislodges multiple boulders. Oh. Yeah, and then the rock and the rock starts going towards Timmy. Indiana Jones style. Nature is trying to eliminate Timmy. That's right. But then before Timmy gets crushed by the rock, a wild meowth appears and karate kicks it right in half, which is actually pretty awesome and somehow <laughs> is physically possible. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here with this meowth. He's a super special meowth. Yeah, he's a super special meowth. And then Team Rocket we see Team Rocket on top of the rock, running on top of it, 
trying to stop, but they can't. And Timmy is safe, and the Wild Meowth is found, finally. So his hero story was true all along. <sighs> like we said, this episode is not nearly <laughs> as exciting and fun as Princess versus Princess. This is the worst one so far. Watching this was just not fun. We'll put it that way. You gotta make your own fun, you guys. That's why we talk about this. Well, well Alex, make it fun. Do something. Do something? Bra- break a boulder in half. Okay, I'm sorry. Next time, I'll bring a boulder with me, and I'll break it in half. Okay. I'll, I'll pretend to be me out that talks. That's what it'll do. I'll wear a cleavage-revealing magician's assistant outfit. Ooh. I think if this episode would have been with another one that was kind of lackluster, it might have been better, but we got Princess vs. Princess, which is kind of full of, like, wackiness and fun stuff, and then we got kind of a dull, plotless episode. Yeah, this is very much like a, like a, I'll just say it, it's very much like a Johto episode. It's like a Spinning your wheels, nothing burger. <laughs> nothing burger. You know, you did miss pointing out one of the best parts of the whole episode, and that was when Team Rocket appears for, like, the second time, when they're, like, in the cliff area, and they have a boombox that plays their background music theme mm. song. I love it. They always bring something to each episode, which I think is awesome. Oh, Team Rocket. I don't know. I thought Team Rocket, they had pretty decent roles they had some good one-liners in both of these they did have good one-liners would you guys like to move on to those one-liners with our quotes mvp and lvps yes please yes all right first is alex austin and then i'm gonna bring us up god okay i have two quotes that i can't decide oh god maybe i'll just go with the one okay so when james was regaling us with his um childhood tales of ice cream and swimming pools well jesse's like i didn't have any of those things and james is like didn't everybody have that um and meowth replies to jesse and he's like well a pathetic childhood can create a pathetic person dang that was a low blow that was a burn and i swear to god i wrote down mvp and lvp but it's gone did i delete it probably because there's not really any good choices maybe i didn't after all i thought i did i swear Oh, God. Who to say is MVP? Okay, first name that pops to your head. MVP. Three, two, one. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I Woo. didn't even need you to take me through the countdown. That was literally the first thing that popped in my head. There we go. Good job. <laughs> Agreed. Co-signed. drill. Well, I don't know. Also, simultaneously. You know what? Actually, okay, simultaneously, drill for MVP for trying to kill Timmy and also LVP for not <laughs> killing Timmy. So... <laughs> well, Austin, will, will we allow that? Sure, we've done that before. Okay, we allow it. It is past the council. I didn't have anything better. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was no, that was a good one. I don't really hate Timmy. Just side note to all of our listeners, I really don't hate Timmy. It was just fun to pick on him. If Timmy was a real child, obviously I would not hate a real child for being annoying. Would. But as a cartoon character, he sucked, and this episode sucked. Alternatively. Those other little kids that kept giving Timmy shit, and they're like, you're a fucking liar, Timmy. I do appreciate that this episode portrayed that children are monsters. (laughs) They are monsters. Like, they bully, they don't know how to handle animals, like the way they were attacking Pikachu, because that's what kids do. Yeah. Okay. My quote will be Meowth, and he's misquoting Sally Field when he's imagining (laughs) that he's a famous celebrity, and he says, you like me. You really, really like me. Aww. That was one for the parents. My MVP will be Weezing. 
for the sequence where the kids are bouncing it around oh, like a <laughs> like a beach ball at a football game. Okay, just a quick question to this. How did those kids kidnap it out of its Pokeball and then start like throwing it around? <laughs> like I don't understand. And then James is like, hey, give back Wheezing or whatever. And I'm like, how did you know he was gone? Like, how did this happen? Kids are monsters. They get what they want. These kids are scary. I wish the kids would have just took down the rock. All right, LVP, I'll give it to the wild Meowth for saving Timmy's life twice. Was that LVP or MVP? (laughs) LVP. (laughs) Least valuable player. (laughs) Weezing was my MVP. Okay, so we have two people that want just Timmy to die. You know, we got (laughs) wild Meowth for not letting him die, and then we got Beedrill for not killing him. Okay. Oh, God. We're terrible. Timmy's getting all the hate this episode. We gotta make our own fun, Jacob. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah. It's, it's just hilarious. It's just the same thing every time because I was I put something similar on mine. The most absurd answers are the best. <laughs> so my quote is gonna be when they're in the magic carriage or whatever they're riding to the nursery kennel for kids, <laughs> and and um, I think Meowth says something snappy, and James turns around and goes, "Hey, don't make me saw you in half." Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I think he literally was gonna do it. And then my, my LVP was just Timmy. Oh, <laughs> Man, Timmy's just getting all the hate. He is. He is. And uh, I guess I'll give my MVP. It was originally the Wild Meowth, but that has been taken. <laughs> no, no, he has not been taken. Oh, not for the MVP. That's right. But I'm going to, I think I'm going to choose it. I'm going to change it on the fly here. I'm going to go with the teacher. What? I, that teacher has really? a lot to brave. There's like 20 monster kids there and... Every time she yells, they listen, which isn't the case for a lot of scenarios like that. So kudos for her to be able to kind of control the kids, even though she has to go into like this beast state to do it. She called them Brad. Yeah, she she doesn't hold back. You know, she's got them under control. So good for her. You know, honestly, it's so funny that you picked her for MVP because I was about to say, I'm surprised nobody said the teacher for LVP for being like this abusive, like child care person who's just gonna scream at the kids but again if this was real life she should be in jail but it's a cartoon so she's allowed to be a monster (laughs) this is also the 90s so they got away with a lot of stuff apparently her japanese name is reiko what does that mean that's her name reiko doesn't have a meaning or anything uh nope oh okay she does not have an english name Hmm. teacher lady senpai Hey, teacher, leave, leave those, those kids, kids alone. alone. <laughs> that was in sync. <laughs> Big fans. Maybe Pink Floyd watched this episode and then decided to write that song. That's how Lady Gaga got the paparazzi episode. Yep. Mm. Even though that song was, I'm sure, written well before this episode yeah. came out. Many decades, Many yes. Decades. <laughs> we don't know that. Well, two decades. They had future knowledge. Is anyone else? have any or does anyone have any closing thoughts here at least it's over with that's true i was about to say that who's excited for a gym battle oh tell us about that austin yeah the next two episodes i don't have the names off the top of my head but they're the two cinnabar island episodes finally we're finally at a gym right yes lane is a crazy person well they're all crazy people that's true okay okay the, the names riddle me this and volcanic panic I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet a hundred dollars that Gary appears in the next episode. You would be correct, so I'm not gonna take you up oh, on that bet. Did you know that in advance, or were you just guessing? 
Remember how I mentioned earlier the episodes are out of order on my streaming service? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little bit of riddle me this already, so. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you, if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. That's outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, that is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues.